Good evening, Liz. How are you? I'm good. And how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so looking forward to talking to you. My pleasure. And I wanted to talk about you as a, a singer, as a musician, and just take a step back and sort of talk about has singing always been the dream for you? Have you always, from a young age, was it right, I want to be a singer? I would just love to find out about how people found their, their talents, how they found their career. You know, music is such a fantastic gift. And so many people um, love music and, yeah. and, and adore it. And sometimes even get caught up in the idea that this is what they have to do. Um, but I will tell you the truth. I had no clue that um, you could make a living um, playing music. As a yeah. young girl um, growing up in, in Jamaica, um, there were musicians, yes, of course, and things were happening in, in, in the town, in Kingston, and I had no clue that I could even uh, be a part of anything of such. Um, I was a church going girl, you know, my parents, um, my grandparents are all Holy Ghost filled people. So this was the route I was going. I was going to be praising God all the days of my life. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, when I, when I joined my parents in England, um, pop music was just uh, at its height. You know, um, yeah. between six to f I came to England in '64, so between six to five and six to six, I'm sure if you look back, there were some super songs being released. Um, the yeah. Beatles and all of these uh, rock and roll artists, and uh, you know, the Motown people were just coming through, and I was just sucked into this. Um, we were all going to school at the time, me and my friends, and we we would sing their songs. You know, these songs, these catching songs yes. uh during the during the, the our play playtime you know when we had break uh break time and i even then i didn't think that i could be a part of that world it was just so far away from me and mm -hmm. uh that it actually happened that i ended up being in show business and and um having this opportunity to talk to you now uh, uh about you know about it is um is 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 weird for me yeah. I, you know it's like yes it is because it's not <laughs> yeah. something that i that i ever imagined yeah as a young person that would happen of course you know yeah, yeah. so what was your question again <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you, were, you were answering it. That's the best part yeah, of it. You were totally answering it. <laughs> so oh the fact God. you didn't know the question and you were totally answering oh, it relevantly. No, no, I do brilliant. know the question. I just couldn't remember how That's you had brilliant. phrased it. Yeah. What was it you had said? What just saying, say? was singing was always was it always the dream for you? Is that was it a big goal for you? Oh, was the yes. question. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh God, forgive me. Oh yeah. It, it, so yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that it was the thing that I thought, I think I went off a little bit, but it, it's not something I thought that was going to happen to me as right. a singer. I didn't think I was going to be a singer and I never, I was never promoted um, in that way. I was promoted based on the fact that my mother sang and my aunt sang and, and, and people automatically assumed I ought to be able to sing as well. Right. Yeah. 
but it wasn't like um, people were saying, hey, there's a great singer over there, Liz Mitchell, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never heard that in my family, you know. Right, So, yeah. no, they didn't, they didn't really uh, think that. But I've got so many great singers in my family that maybe they just thought I was just another good singer. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, you're just surrounded by so many great singers. Yeah. Yeah, my family are singers. Yeah, so they Brilliant. just took me for granted. <laughs> yeah, they didn't realise what a superstar they had on their hands. <laughs> and um, from from that, did when you know you said that you weren't. It wasn't like right. That's what I want to do from a young age. But how did you sort of start to get into that field? So, like you say, you were surrounded by singers, obviously. So, was that a kind of a reason that made you start going towards being a singer because you were surrounded by people and obviously they were singing? So you thought that that's that's not really. It was. It was my, my, I mean, as I said, you know, the songs were infectious, the, the music of the 60s. And, and my friends and I, we all uh, enjoyed music. So we would just sing along to all yeah. of these songs and pretend we were on Ready, Steady, Go or whatever the name of the show was yeah. at the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, there were also uh, youth groups and youth things, you know, that, a, a, a community service people wanted to make the keep sure that the that the young people didn't get in trouble that sort of thing yeah, yeah. so we had clubs that we would do theater clubs things like this Brilliant. when i was younger and these were the little things that whenever i was in anything people always kind of like liked me to be in it they never said outright oh you were great <laughs> but they just wanted me to be a part of it you know yeah. so i assumed i had some kind of something and um <laughs> when i auditioned for hair um that was also not based on the fact that i went to be to the audition to be auditioned i was um being a backing singer for someone who was auditioning ah. and the agent liked my BVs. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard that anybody's BVs pushed them forward, but <laughs> she said that, you know, she kind of liked my, my sound. And if I was interested in auditioning as well, I was 14 at the time. So my mom thought I was too young for that sort of thing. And uh, yeah. she called me three years later, which, kind of told me that she must have been pretty impressed to have kept my number yes. or she was just a talent hunter and uh, thought, you know, kept my number. I don't know, but she did. And uh, that, that's how it all started. That's why I can say I'm celebrating 50 years because when I was 17, um, she called. Wow. And I auditioned for the musical Hair. And that was the beginning of everything for me. Wow, isn't that amazing? And just from like you say, you were there. She spotted you from the heard your sound from being on the backing vocals, which is is just lovely. What a lovely story! Amazing, <laughs> isn't that brilliant? And how did that? How did things start to progress? Because I believed, but you were persuaded to move to Germany at one point, if I'm right, um, to join a band that was being put together. So how did that sort of moving from being in the musical? How did things sort of escalate? I know that's jumping forward quite a way now, but how did things escalate towards you being um, moved over? And I think it was, a, and that became Boney M in the end, didn't it? So how did that mm -hmm. all happen? That massive, you know, going from that to then suddenly this massive international phenomenon. How, how did that happen? 
Well, this is this is also an area that sometimes people don't know is that uh, I had a an experience with a choir called the Les Humphrey Singers, which was humongous in Germany, in 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 uh, Europe on the whole, um, France, you know, Bel um, Belgium, Holland. Uh, we sold a lot of records, wow. so I had already experienced some kind of stardom um, yeah. with the Les Humphrey Singers. Yeah, and um, when I met Frank. Uh, and we started working towards the Boney M success. Um, I had that already in my background, yes. you know, the, the Les for Singers experience. And, and uh, that was for Frank, very, very um, positive, yes. uh, a positive uh, thing to help to promote this new venture or this new yes. idea. Um, many people always refer back to the fact that he had released the song "Baby, Do You Want a Bum," but a lot of people don't realize that it it would have been a, 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 a it, it wasn't even a hit. It was a it was an introduction right. to the idea. So um, it was uh, "Do You Want a Bum" was not a hit in Germany or in any of the European countries. It wasn't. It, it charted only in Belgium, and that was what gave him the idea that maybe he can do something more with the style and the idea yeah, yeah. of music. So he just needed to have, uh, I think, the, the right um, sound is probably what he was looking for. So yeah. when I met him, he, um, he invited me to the studio and I sang Sunny and Fever. And yeah. then he called me to say that the record company and well, whoever was uh, judging what he did had agreed that they thought they had something. So Fantastic. would I be interested yet yeah, to continue? He had already asked me after the gig if I was interested. So that's why I ended up in the studio. But <laughs> yes. now, yeah, now they liked what they heard. So Amazing. Uh, we moved forward with the Take the Heat of Me album. Yes. Yeah. And um, Marcia Barrett and myself. Uh, with Frank, obviously, <laughs> uh, were the vocal sounds on that album. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And do you think that was because when Boney M obviously is started to just build and build and get massive and you're in front of massive audiences touring all over the world, do you think having that experience before, um, now you've mentioned that, which I think is brilliant, helped you in that way because it wasn't like a sudden stardom like you said you'd already been there you'd had some sort of success uh you've had mm -hmm. some stardom so do you think that helped because obviously Boney M got is that such a point now that it was so massive that to be catapulted straight into that must have been would have been quite difficult so I assume did you, did you find yeah. that, that helped you? I think that um had I not had uh my past experience then um Boney M might have been um quite a, a shocker <laughs> um, because of the, the the quick way in which um, the, the success came. Um, we had Daddy Cool, um, we recorded the album, you know, between January, February, March, and um, we promoted uh, Daddy Cool during that period. And by the end of the summer, we were, you know, in the top 10 in most charts. Wow. So that was like really quick. Yeah. Um, on for a first album, you know, and uh, then Sunny also became a hit. So uh, the first album literally catapulted us through the world. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that was amazing. And, and, and this was now bigger than what I had originally experienced, even though, as I said, Les Humphrey singers were humongous in Germany, France, Holland, Belgium, all Switzerland, all of, you know, Europe, Austria. We were so big, even in Italy, but yeah. we never, we didn't sell as much in, in the UK. So now uh, Bonnier was actually selling in the UK. And this is my home. So I was yeah. like, yay! Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, that is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that reaction. That is brilliant. And and uh, I wanted to do, you touched on, that's made me think of something there. You talked about recording the album, Daddy Cool and Sunny. And how was the recording of that? Did, did you, when you were hearing it back, do you think, wow, this is something really special here? This is brilliant i can't we can't wait to get out there i love to hear about what was the, the buzz like in the studio and that when those songs came to fruition well to be honest with you i think that we were always happy with what with the results we were very proud of the studio we were working in at the time it was like a family affair um we were in in, in a place called offenbach and the owners of the studio were very very um close to us so close to the project, he was the one of the engineers giving advice and all of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we ate together. It was a very cool, comfortable setting. Um, yeah. So that was very helpful for the first for, for the first album and even the second album we did with uh, in that same studio with those mm-hmm. with 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 the family energy. Yeah. And um of course, when you are listening to the mix as an artist, I don't know about other artists, but for me, I'm always finding fault. I never, <laughs> yeah. I'm never hundred percent happy with, uh, with everything. I'm always thinking, oh, this could be better or blah, blah, you know, yeah. but um, I wanted more bass. I always, being a Jamaican, of course, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. bass has to be prominent. And um, here we have a German producer who's saying nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much bass is not good. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but other than that, yeah, you know, who could have, who could have known that exactly. our music was going to do it? It. No, you just can't. You can. Ne- you'll never know, will you? And that's that's part of yeah. the excitement of it, I suppose, isn't it? As well, you just don't know what's going to happen with it. And obviously, you were, must have been delighted with what did happen with it. It just went slightly very, crazy. Very, I'm sure. Very happy. Absolutely. Definitely. Very happy. Very, very proud um, of of our achievement. And uh, to be honest with you, it took me a, a mere twenty years to really recognize what we actually did. Really? I yeah. didn't know it right away, no. Wow, yeah, because I suppose you're, <laughs> like, like we talked about how crazy it was, how quick it was, I suppose you were so caught up in just everything was happening, we're doing this, we're going here, we're doing this, this album. I suppose it's actually quite hard to sort of stop and think, wow, we've just done this. I suppose it's when you can actually look back is when you can start to appreciate yeah. it. Yes, and you, you know, you don't wear your success on your sleeves, so, you also, as an artist, you know that it's today, but it may not be tomorrow. So mm-hmm. you yeah. take every day, you know, as it comes. And um, I had no real clue about how far and why the music had traveled and to whom and 
where and what we had actually done for people. Yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't until years later that I started uh, trying to do some tours and going and defending the music of Boniam also. That was also, a, 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 there was a period where people questioned uh, the music of Boniam and who did the music and what went on. And I found myself uh, in, in a position where I had to defend the music or defend my name because I knew that the work was done by me, Marcy and Frank, that there were no strangers um, on these records. And so many people were stealing our music. Really? Uh, they were, yeah, people were, yeah. were claiming stuff, you know, and I was thinking, oh my God, this wow. is, this is really bad. Yeah. So it was necessary for me to, I mean, I'm not confrontational. I do not like to argue or fight or do anything like this, but it, like that, but I, I found myself having to, to stand on the stage and sing my songs a cappella so people could hear wow. that our music was authentic, that it was real, that it was not at all like any of the other artists that may have been produced by Frank who, yeah. who were being discredited. I just needed people to know that we were authentic. And it took me, I would say, a mere 20 years to, 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 to change that. So really? now the, the music, yeah, well, the music of Boniam now is, is respected. It's acknowledged for what yeah. it is, and it is not under that negative umbrella. But, no. but I had to do the work. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, it's something I didn't know. And it's, it's it's a shame, really, that you have to to do that, isn't it? If if you know what I mean, it's a shame that that has to be done. To undo, yes, to undo a a thing that has been said or done. It's they always say that um, you know if you if someone speaks something that is not correct, it is sometimes harder to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. You know than. Uh, you know, then, um, so you to get good press all the time is never easy. <laughs> no, no, definitely. <laughs> and, oh, that's brilliant. And uh, moving, I'm going to be a bit mean with, some, with a question here now. It's not that mean. That sounds, don't be scared. That was terrifying. What was, <laughs> that sounded like it was going to be a really mean question. Going to be mean? But, yeah. I'm so used, I'm used to mean questions. So let me No, get ready I don't for do this. mean. No, I can't do mean. It's nothing mean at all. But mean as in it's a hard decision. Um, I just wanted to talk okay. about. Uh, the music of Boney M and you've done like I say you've toured it and you've done so much with it and I want to talk to you about personally if you've got a, tr a favorite track that you maybe it's it's because you love to sing it it's because you love the crowd reaction is there a track that you love to perform and it's not as mean as you thought it was going to be now so is that it <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a hard it, question it to is answer, though isn't it? it that way it's not yeah. mean but it's a hard question to answer That's because it is very very difficult to choose one song over the, 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 you know, over another. It depends totally on uh, what is happening in front of me. For instance, if someone was to say to me, uh, you have to sing a Boniem song and, and I have to choose a song that's gonna get the best response, um, most of the time I would choose Brown Girl in the Ring. Really? Because, yeah, yeah because it's, a, it's such a simple song and I know that everybody will, respond yes yeah. uh and and they will sing along it doesn't matter whether it's a child or a grandmother no it's crossed all the boundaries yeah you know 
so that is a song that works um or it's a holiday for instance but not everywhere it's a holiday work but brown girl in the ring works everywhere really <laughs> love that yeah wow. yeah this is and the rasputin, rasputin is also has turned out to be um a key song for me when i perform especially for men <laughs> oh really yeah really? yeah 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 no, the I'm men boys yeah it's, it's a it's a man song you know <laughs> yeah that is brilliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i saw a video very recently of you doing rasputin on, on a stage with a massive crowd and i the show was just phenomenal and and that that reaction to see i just couldn't believe it it was just a, <laughs> it was electrifying wasn't it the reaction coming back off the audience um but yeah it's, it's, we have we do have these where the audiences sometimes are so into the songs or into the show and and they spur us on to make us even more you know good at what we do of course. yeah yeah because it's it, like yeah. you say it comes back to you doesn't it so it just yeah. encourages you yeah. even more that is brilliant yeah yeah and moving on from there uh, it's on the similar subject of sort of performing and touring um you're proving it now with what you're wearing. I want to talk about your incredible outfit, some of the things you've worn. Um, you look absolutely fabulous now. And I just want to talk, you've worn some amazing outfits on stage. It's one of the parts of the amazing show you put on. And I just wanted to talk about if that's something that you choose yourself or if you work with people that just help design the outfits or choose what you wear, I think that'd be really interesting to talk about because that's the kind of thing we don't normally get to hear about. Yeah, it's interesting. When we started, we chose our clothes ourselves in the first year of body and we we were the ones dressing ourselves and that's a, a lot of people don't really uh, know that like you know what you see us wearing in daddy cool or in in sunny um uh even in in in, in belfast uh, the song belfast these are things that we ourselves picked out for ourselves um but then right after um uh, the song Belfast and go, coming into and Ma Baker, we chose those things. We people were so excited about the group and about the way we looked, and then we decided to go on tour. That was in 1977 uh, when we decided to go on tour, and, and this was the time when uh, the idea was suggested that we should have a stage look, you know, yeah. with the with a whole palaver of uh, uh, clothing and. And, and and Asia and the West Indies and all of that yeah. mixed up together. Yeah. And uh, so we, we got a dressmaker from Munich who did all of that. And then the following year in 78, we got another dressmaker from Hanover who did those costumes for the night flight to Venus. Yeah. So this is how it all, it developed that we were bringing people in. But the original energy that you see on with Bonnie M started with for instance with the Daddy Cool and Sunny Belfast Mabika that was all our ideas amazing yeah and that's I think that's lovely isn't it because it's your own it's it's almost part of the music as it's as well isn't it because what you want you what you yeah. put in the music what you mean for the music you can then display by what you're wearing as well so yeah you yeah it. it's really <laughs> personal yeah yeah that was lovely and um, <laughs> have you you've been to some amazing places some amazing crowds I was just wondering if you had any that come to mind when you sort of think about what well, that was, I just can, I'll never, I never forget that experience. That was man. Is there anything that sticks out for you? I know there's, it just must be so many. It's another hard question to answer. It is a but, hard question. <laughs> I really mean, because you can't listening. choose one and not the other. And, uh, uh, no. you know, it's just, just so, uh, it's such a, a journey, uh, yeah. 
of of countries and cultures and peoples and just wonderful experiences. Um, I had an interview this morning talking to uh, somebody from Chile. Oh, and they were asking me, yeah, asking me some stuff about when we came to Chile. And I kind of like, he's kind of like woke up the memory of um, of our journey there, you know. And it's not like I'd forgotten it, but it's just that yeah. it wouldn't be like in the forefront of my mind. Like right now you're asking me. So this was so such a, a special trip. Um well, the South American trip was amazing because Brazil was just outrageous. Oh, wow, and, yeah. um, you know, and I, I never, ever get to tell anybody that, yes, we went to South America and it was just amazing. Yeah. I always remember the trips more like the Middle East trip because at that time people were, were not allowed so much to go to the Middle East and Israel so because they, they were at war with each other. Yeah. So, But we were the only group at that time that had the privilege to go to Jordan, Damascus, all of these places and go to Israel as well. Wow. You know, so um, and that was just incredible. Um, then of course we went to Russia when no one was allowed to go there and we were the first group to be allowed uh, to go there and um, that was just incredible the experience um, we were making some people very happy and helping to break down that iron curtain that today yes. if you go to Russia you'll be totally amazed it wow. is just such a beautiful city right now people are just moving so fast buildings are amazing food everything is happening in moscow <laughs> wow yeah. yeah so it's uh it's been a journey of uh learning and watching the changes yes uh, uh, as and and that our music has been a part of all of this um is quite is thrilling it's it's yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, no, I bet it's amazing. And and that's why it's a nice just to sort of ask about memories because it, like you say, it unlocks those because you never forget them. But you something like you say, they're not in the front of your mind. So you sort of bring them to the forefront of your mind, especially at the moment. I think that's been really nice to talk to people and say, have you got any particular memories or things that you just well, haven't talked about for a long time? Because it is lovely, isn't mm -hmm. it, to, to think mm -hmm. about those really exciting moments and those amazing times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is and uh bringing it to the current day we've got to talk about uh the rasputin remix um because we have to talk about that and i just wanted i i absolutely love that i think it's brilliant and i think what i now after talking to you i can i'm sure you like the the bass that's on that remix <laughs> i i love that i'm not sure if you do we've got to ask you that <laughs> you didn't have anything to do with the the uh, the bass cranking up the bass there didn't maybe you? <laughs> he heard maybe he heard me say that so many times yeah the bass. <laughs> the bass. i'm doing that right away because i remember listening it into the car in, in the car recently and thinking whoa the bass so now i've spoken to you it's just a given i'm sure you've been sending and posting notes to remind about the bass but <laughs> how is Liz that mitchell wants more bass <laughs> yes it's like a, a hashtag like a campaign that's going on online or something <laughs> Um, but what is that like to see that song um, coming back in, in, in a different way and, and uh, with more bass? What, what is it like to see that around at the moment? Because I believe yesterday it went into to number, came in number four in the charts, didn't it? So Unbelievable. It's, just... it's, it's unbelievable. 
And as I said, as we started the conversation and I said to you, that's giving my age away because like, well, it's 40 plus years <laughs> since that song <laughs> charted. And now uh, to see that the generation of this time can still find pleasure and joy, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, excitement and dance and just everything that music represents that they can still find it in our music makes me very, very happy. Yeah. And it's satisfying for me because early on in our career, 40 years ago, uh, we obviously was ahead of our time in that sense that our music was so present even today. Yeah. And um, But it was criticized a lot by, by the then critics and, and thought it was, um, uh, you know, I don't know what they thought, but they, they voiced what they thought. And uh, I think today they, if, if they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm being mean. Am I being mean? <laughs> no, I've said I was being mean, but you're not being mean. We don't know what mean is, obviously, do we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, great. the music has survived, you know, and, and that's what I mean. I don't know if they are. It, yeah. how many people who criticize us are still around to see what's happening you know yeah. but it is a pleasure for me to know that uh, it has you know withstood all of everything and and has come right back around to make a new generation feel good yeah no and it it's that the just hearing it on the radio regularly is just such a uplifting experience isn't it and to hear it and it's so so nice to hear that it is being played <laughs> now because you feel like you want to jump out of the car and dance right yes yeah it's like <laughs> i can't how can i possibly drive in this situation <laughs> it's too good do you know what i mean you just want to you can imagine people stopping at the traffic lights and we'll get dancing yeah that's it yeah with the bass i love that and as soon as you mentioned bass earlier i thought of the remix <laughs> but it is it's brilliant and it's so lovely to see you know in, in the charts again and to hear it on on such a regular basis and um on that note just wanted to round off our chat not that i want to i'd love to talk to you for forever all day but um i just wanted to look forward and talk about you know what's next is there anything we can look forward to and uh, is there anything for us to keep an eye out because it's great to finish off on an out you know an outlook looking forward well i have no clue it seems to me that there is a, a good energy in the air right now people yes. are needing it because we all know the pandemic has taken the life out of out of everyone but thank god for music it uh can stir us and make us forget all of our troubles and mm. even if it's only for a moment um it it helps a moment will change the variables and suddenly we are not in such a terrible place anymore but you're in a better place and um i hope that our music will continue to revive and you know the young people who may be finding it for the first time whose parents knew it but they didn't there are so many who knew it with their parents but i hope that our music will continue and also that um there's a lot of music out there from myself that i didn't that i recorded after bonnie m yes. that people can find so i hope they will research and look and listen and enjoy <laughs> yes, me too. It is lovely stuff. I've had the, the pleasure of listening to it, so people must have a listen. Um, there's so much out there, isn't there? There's plenty of them to go away and have a listen to now and um, just enjoy and indulge, which would be brilliant. Thank you. 
and just thank and i just want to say a massive thank you to you because it's been an honor to speak to you it's been and we've had such a laugh it's been lovely and honestly you're such an inspiration um you're with amazing music and what you've done for the music industry so it's been lovely to talk to you a real honor thank you thank you very much i appreciate anytime and we must stay in touch and do take care i will <laughs> and you too <laughs> thank you